Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Fearless Generations with Terry Sayer and Kelly Fox. Generations 12 Steps to Freedom. I am Kelly Fox and I am here tonight to continue the discussion on Step 5 Accountable. And tonight we're going to be talking about being accountable to our values, which I'm sure is going to be an interesting conversation. So let me bring on my beautiful co host, Terry Sayre. How are you doing tonight, Terry? Oh, I'm doing wonderful. Thank you so much. It's great to be here. It is always great for you to be here. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Anyways, um, so I'm excited for the conversation. We have a brand new guest coach on the show with us tonight. I am super excited to bring her on. She's super smart and... um, I met her through Polka Dots, which is a connection um, organization that Terry and I belong to. And um, so please welcome Chris Dyer. Thank you, Kelly and Terry. Thank you for being here. And thank you for staying up late to come on with us. We appreciate it. Well, it's not as late as it would so, be if it was um, Eastern time. <laughs> that's true. That is true. Um, so, Chris, why don't you introduce yourself to our audience? Tell us what it is you get to do and who it is you get to serve. Well, thank you very much. I am super passionate about helping women really stop searching for their purpose and start living in their purpose. And do that, right, do that through, you know, both, um, you know, group coaching, which you you were part of um, our program here several weeks ago, and also Mm -hmm. individualized coaching, super laser-focused coaching. And so my specialty really is working with women who are 40 and up, women who have Mm -hmm. done the thing, raised their families, have already had some success, in life and business, and they're kind of stuck, burnout, and overwhelmed. And so my job is to help co-create with them to to design a life they love. Love that. I love that. Yeah, I I was just thinking that I have met other coaches that – do things for that type of audience as well. They do different things for them, but over 40, overwhelmed, you know, and it's like, is that, is that the the fate of all over 40 moms? <laughs> Cause I know I'm there. <laughs> um, so how well, lucky we are that there's so many coaches out there willing to support us. <laughs> Well, and I think, you know, women are, are just really now starting to wake up, right? The millennials sort mm-hmm. of have an advantage. 
they have the tools that we didn't have 15, 20, 25, 30 years ago, right? And and so mm-hmm. we're learning about self-love and compassion for ourselves. And um, we can we can have all of that. We can be in high service and high impact and also give ourselves that, that which we so freely give away to everyone else. Mm-hmm. So true. So true. So the theme or the step this month is step five, accountable. So what does accountable mean to you? To me, it it starts with sort of knowing what your, your dreams and your desires are. You really have to take an inventory of what it is that you want. And it can be mm-hmm. in health, wellness, it can be in your business life, it can be in relationships, um, even in your spiritual growth and development. And when you can analyze, and, and really I call it expanding your scorecard, because a lot of us are mm-hmm. raised up, imprinted, thinking, well, we're going we're gonna to grow up, we're going to have you know, 2.5 kids, we're going to have a great job and a great family and a great house and all the things. And, and there's a scorecard, um, and our goals are really fixed on creating that abundance in our job, in our skill set, making the money so we can have and do all the things. And what I encourage women to do is to expand that scorecard and look at the other ways you can express abundance and a life well lived, and that's through taking care of yourself to preserving your, your mental, um, your mindset, and also your, your spiritual growth and, and, and feeding your soul so mm-hmm. and in your relationships. And what's, what's interesting is I know this is going to come up when you're going to talk about the value, so I'm going to hold a little bit back <laughs> for you to prompt those questions. Mm-hmm. But one of my values really talks about the relationship piece and my perspective is, you know, I also work with older adults that are 60 and up, particularly in the physical sense, and and I'm I'm in between, right? I'm in between the 40 and 60, so that that creates a space of perspective and wisdom, and and that applied mm-hmm. knowledge, and that's that's what helps me help other women paint that bigger picture of what's possible, because I've seen the perspective of women who have gone through life and they haven't been taught how to implement self-care, self-love, take care of themselves, honoring themselves. They've been so busy serving others or, you know, working themselves um, to the point of almost a breakdown in their jobs, right, trying to trying to claim that success that's external when the internal success is really about expanding that scorecard. There's so many other ways to attribute success rather than a dollar amount in your bank account. Yeah. I love how you, um, when you started to talk about accountable, it was all being accountable to yourself, um, to your dreams, to your values, to um, the things that you want for yourself and not this external focus of being accountable to other people um, because that's where we start as well. We feel like, you have to be accountable to yourself before you can be accountable to other people. And so I love that that's where you started. Well, and that's, that's the juxtaposition because that's not the way I was raised, right? And that's the way a lot of women 
in my generation were raised to always be of service and to give first, which they're, that's great, but we weren't taught to, we, we were taught that taking care of ourselves and self-love and compassion was a selfish thing. And so we're, re, we're unlearning that old paradigm, that old imprinting and relearning with what's possible. Oh, we can have it all. We can give. And when we give to ourselves, that actually increases our capacity to give that much more. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Love that. Love that. Uh, Terry, do you have uh, any thoughts on this? Well, I think I do. Um, Since I'm of a generation (laughs) even uh, further out than you are, uh, my grandmother, my mother, and uh, myself, there's there's a very large difference in our paradigm. My grandmother used to marvel when she would come to visit me at how my husband gave gave our kids a bath. Just a simple thing like that. Because in her generation, fathers didn't help with the children. It was the mother's responsibility. There wasn't a lot of shared, um, you know, chores, <clears throat> family chores like that. And she wasn't even allowed to work outside of the home. And it was interesting to see her perspective on, on my life. And then my mother did work out outside of the home, and there was a, a whole different perspective there. She was a teacher. I was a teacher. And it's interesting that you talk about self-love because my grandmother wouldn't have even thought about that. You know, her whole life was giving to her family and giving to others and serving in her church and Um, I never really heard her talk about any goals or dreams that she had. And I think about my epiphany when I finally came to that knowledge and that understanding that self-love was what was keeping me from really being able to reach my dreams and to truly and authentically love out out of that place rather than out of duty which I think my grandmother felt like it it was her duty, um, you know, to do everything that she was expected to do. And when I realized that what was keeping me from truly feeling love for myself and for my family, where it was just like natural, um, was that I wasn't loving myself. And so I was always beating myself up, trying to be perfect, working towards being, you know, the perfect mother, the perfect teacher, the perfect uh, wife, the perfect daughter, you know, just working constantly at wanting to be everything to everyone. And once I was able to see, and it was just kind of like a vision almost that I, that I received that what was keeping me from really being happy and being able to reach my dreams was that I didn't love myself. I didn't take care of myself. I didn't do the things that brought me joy um, because I was focused on others. So I, I, I can't agree with you more. And I mean, I'm, I'm 78, so I'm, you know, a generation ahead of you as well. I have children your age. And um, so I, I really believe what you're saying. I know it's true. I've lived it. And I think that's what gives me an advantage in our, our business of fearless generations is, you know, Kelly's in her 40s, I'm in my 70s, and we can really as we work together with women, give them a perspective that 
covers generations. And, you know, I have the experience and the wisdom of going through it myself and being able to share that with women from the value that I've learned of self-care and knowing now what, what brings me joy, what fills me up, and then participating in that in order to then give back to others genuinely and authentically from a value of unconditional love. And that came because I learned to love myself. So I think, uh, you know, we're, we all speak the same language, right? We, yeah. The truth is the truth. And when you can love yourself and take care of yourself, you can so much more authentically love others and care for others. I'm curious, what at, at what age did did that shift finally um, occur for you? At about 60. Oh, okay. Yep. Yep. Yep, I went a long time. But I, I, like I tell my kids, you know, God knows when you're ready. And, uh, and fortunately, I have a great gene pool. Um, both all my grandparents live to be 100. So I've got plenty of time to live and be, <laughs> enjoy that, that understanding. Yeah. And, you know, it's, it's funny. It's just been such a sweet uh, revelation in my life, such a sweet change. And uh, I think that in the last you know, almost 20 years, I've been able to live such a full life. And I don't even remember before I, you know, I don't even remember my life before I found that, had that, you know, that realization. It, it's nice knowing that it, it it can always get better, you know, when, when you, yeah. Yeah. you, you've cleared out that yeah. old energy and all, all the imprinting and, you know, everything that was taped onto us, you know, even before yeah. we we came from our parents. So, Yep, definitely. Yeah, we say it's never too late, never too late. And Mm -hmm. I think that that's another thing that makes Fearless Generation unique is I found Fearless Living in my late 20s, and Terry found it in her early 60s, Um, and we've... Uh, been able to see the difference, um, see our our own journey, um, and to be because we're mother and daughter, we've been able to be in the front row watching both of us, you know, watching each other transform into the people that we're becoming now. And that is probably one of the things that I love the most about Fearless Generations is having a front row seat to. Terry's story and um, it makes our relationship very unique from any of my other siblings and um, I think I think that that also gives me a unique perspective on um, women of her generation um, because I I've seen firsthand how how she has changed and she has um, shifted and she has grown. And even with 60 years of thinking one way, uh, she can shift and think a completely and act a completely different way. So I know the, the possibilities that can happen 
with fearless living and the tools and the strategies that we that we share um, by watching her as well as going through my own journey of um, transformation and growth. And I think that one thing that um, has been a big play player in both of our transformations is being more accountable to our values. We have very strong values, um, which I was I were instilled as I grew up, um, and uh, I still hold myself accountable to those same values and. Um, those were instilled in me as a child. Um, so I'd love to hear more about um, your, the, you spoke a little bit about it before, but um, your values and how you stay accountable to them, how you stay in alignment with them, with your choices and your words. Well, I did an exercise several years ago, and it, it's definitely an exercise that I take through with, with, my, with my clients. And a lot of times, and I never did this exercise all, all through growing up, and, you know, I think a lot of what my problem was growing up and not being able to process my emotions was I didn't know the words to give my emotions, <laughs> In fact, as a mm-hmm. child, and, and when, you, when you can't put a word on it and you can't describe it, it just kind of sits there in your head and, and it creates that, that energy and that, that disconnect. But for me, um, going through a values exercise where you have like 100 or 125 different values or characteristics listed on a page and you go through an exercise of like circling 25 of them that resonate with you and and then you whittle it down to 12 and then and then six and then three and the three that have stuck with me and and just are really really congruent are love connection and contribution and for me love is just mm-hmm. universal right it's unconditional love and, and we know there's two basic emotions love and fear well when you make your decisions based in love um, you know, if it's not love, then it's, then it's fear. And love can mean a lot of things. It's, it's that high resonating mm-hmm. energy, it's the, the high frequency. So love is kind of like that, like if you were to ask a genie for three wishes, <laughs> love would be like a third wish. Like love means everything. It's the love of learning. It's the love of people. It's the love of, it's gratitude. It's, it, there's nothing else. Um, and then, and then connection. Well, I mean, I'm very involved in connection organizations. I love to be connected to other people. I love to connect to their story. I connect to nature. And what's most important is connecting to myself. And I know, I know that when I learn to give myself that unconditional love, that which I give so freely away, well, that just makes every relationship that much better. I've improved the relationship with my husband. I've improved the relationship with my children because I've done my healing. I'm healing generations ahead of me and behind me. And then my third value mm-hmm. is contribution. And I, and, I, and I used to think it was significance. And then to me, the word significance has, it, it leans to the ego. 
and I didn't. I'm, I'm also very intentional about my language, and I don't want anything um, to convey that it's self-important, right? Because right. that that leans to the ego. So I thought contribution is a very um, selfless and yet impactful and generous word. And so I lead my life. Every decision I make, once I've outlined my values, every decision I make going forward, I don't have to second-guess myself. And it's, oh, I can trust myself because every decision I make checks these three boxes. Is it with love? Is it with a connection piece Um, benefiting someone else, including myself? And is there an element of contribution to it? Am I bettering somebody else's life decision? So it just makes it's it's mm-hmm. kind of like my own personal success playbook. <laughs> mhm. Yeah, I love that. And um, so this exercise, you said you do it with your clients. Yeah. Do you find that all of them are able to easily get down to the three? Um, some of them will stick with a four or five. I think just for me, mm-hmm. once I nailed them down to three, it's like, okay, that's it. It's a three. I mean, three is like, even in spiritual terms, it's like the magic number, right? I mean, it just really, it takes out the complicated. I mean, of course, I I love faithfulness. I love accountability. Um, that. All, all of those attributes I, I love and, and self-love. And, of course, I say love is my superpower or self-love is my superpower. And it, it allows me to just release shame, guilt, blame, judgment, comparison, all this low-vibing low energies. As long as I'm acting out of love, that that's just the standard that I hold myself at. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, too, when you're looking at, um, you know, I've done that exercise before. When you're looking at values, again, you t- <clears throat> you said you're intentional <clears throat> with your language. And I find people have difficulty sometimes in identifying their values as well as identifying their feelings and giving words to those as well. And I think the word love is a word that encompasses so many values. And so I think when you can get it down to to values that actually help you mitigate those decisions that you're making, that love encompasses so many of them that, that if you can see that you're, you're acting out of love, you're going to connect and you're going to be a, a contributor because love kind of is that word that that value that you can really check yourself motives, like you said, not going to the ego, but going to contribution because love is not about ego. It's about service. It's about, you know, caring. It's a, it just encompasses so many values that we do a little exercise where we try to hold a whole bunch of balloons that have all our values on it and how you just can't, you can't use that many. So what, what is the value that, that really encompasses the, all the values that you that you um, that you value. That's the only word I can think of at the moment. But you know, so love is is to me is what makes that's the reason we're on the earth. It's the purpose for our life, and it's the you know if you want to look at the commandments, 
you know, it's to love God, to love your neighbor, and love yourself. And when you can do those three components of love, you've got contribution, you've got connection, you've got, you know, and it just, um, so when you say that's your, you know, that's your purpose is love, I feel like that, if we could just help individuals to see that, and our, our, you know, we would be such a much more um, united as human beings if we could just incorporate that value of love in our in our decision making. Like you said, when you make a choice, when you decide how to speak, when you, you know, what you decide how you're going to serve, it, it's just love. It love is what makes the world go around. I think there's a song about that, but it is. It's so encompassing. And it's a value that, uh, for me, is is the you know the fountain of all values. I agree. Yeah. Um, I think I think well, and I think compassion goes right along with it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, well, I think there's some more compassion way. and less and yeah. less judgment. Yeah. Yeah. And, and all the things you said, like comparison, judgment, shame, blame, all fear, you know, those are all contrary to love. So Absolutely. if we can help help our help our friends, our family, our clients understand really boiling those two basic emotions to fear and love, it makes it simple it simplifies it. And then you get to yeah. choose like which one do I choose? Well, I want to choose love, of course. Mm-hmm. And then anything that doesn't resonate with love or feel good, then that must be fear. And it gives you an opportunity to unpack it and kind of analyze it a little bit. And you learn a little bit more about yourself. Yeah. Yeah. That's what we, and we, in fearless living, we call it fear and freedom, but freedom is love. I mean, you know, just what I love about, you know, talking to different coaches and, resonating with with uh you know the contributions that we all make and our desire to serve is it it just comes down to the truth and you may use a different word you may say it in a different way but it comes down to the truth loving you know loving ourselves in order to love others loving others in order to serve and contribute and then for me it's loving god and so it's just I, every time I get to have a, a guest coach on our program, I just feel so connected because we're saying come to the to the real core of our humanity, and we just might say it in a different way, do a different exercise, but it comes down to the truth that we are here to love one another, and then that means loving ourselves. So I just I love the things that you said, and it's just really resonated with me, and I'm so grateful that we have this opportunity to connect with with people that, you know, are like-minded. And it just strengthens my commitment uh, to being um, able to, to, you know, contribute to others through through coaching. Yeah. Well, we're, Absolutely. We're one voice. <laughs> I have been so enthralled in this conversation that I totally lost track of time. We have two minutes left, and I want to give <laughs> – Chris, time to share where the listeners can uh, find her and if she has anything coming up. Oh, thank you, Kelly. Um, I am 
easily found on all the social media channels, particularly Facebook, Instagram, uh, LinkedIn. Um, Chris Dyer, C-H-R-I-S, and then D-Y-E-R. I do have a website, ChrisDyerConsulting.com, and done two groups of the 40-Day Journey of Abundance, and that's 40 days intensive. And then we have our guest expert speakers, which um, Kelly graciously came and spoke to our group several weeks ago. And we're going to start our third one on March 1st. And that's awesome. for, yeah. Go ahead. Awesome. I was just, I was just saying, awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, can I people love find being a part of your Facebook page. Can people sign up for that yeah, on your the forty day trip? Um, actually, if they would want to reach out to me on Facebook. Um, I can send them the form to sign up very quickly. It's uh, just okay. a very, very easy form to sign up, and it is um, yeah, 40 days starting March 1st, and then we'll have our continue to have our group expert speakers because I just I believe in um, the abundance mindset, and not all wisdom is going to come through me. I love giving a floor and space to other trusted mentors that are also doing great work with with their clients, and it's um, you know some you know. These other coaches might come in and share a different story or a different insight that might help move these women forward that maybe didn't come from me the same way. And it's, it's all about our sharing our stories and our, and our wisdom. Right. You just never yeah. know. <laughs> no, yeah. no, that's why that we love how we are, yeah. too. Yeah. Well, I am so sorry to cut us off. We are totally out of time. I need to remind you all that the 12 Steps to Freedom were created by Rhonda Britton, the CEO uh, of Fearless Living. And if you'd like to know more about Fearless Living, please go check it out at fearlessliving.org. You can find Terry and I at fearlessgenerations.org. Everything's there of what we have coming up. And until next week, everyone, be fearless. Be fearless. Thanks, Chris. Thank you.